You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. What's going on, sweet people? Personas dulces. Forging Fury. Forging Fury podcast. I'm so excited. We've got faces only our mother could love. Can't believe you just said that. Love you, mean it. What's going on, sweet people? This is Coach Riley, and on today's episode of the Forging Fury podcast, we have Amber Kays and Lindsay can't tell me. Yes. Can't tell Good me. Job. Wow. Yes, I did well with that. But today what we're here going to be talking about is the Barbell Saves Project. We had a, pre- a previous guest, Rob Best in the house, and he kind of dropped a little bit of knowledge on us. But we want to dive into it kind of really as much as we can, give this thing as much exposure as we can because we think it's flipping awesome. Yeah, so, we, we love the story and we definitely want to tell more of it. So we've got two guests to help us do that. So what we got from Rob is that the Barbell Saves Project is a community-based exercise program for people that suffer with addiction. Uh, they need to be sober for 48 hours to participate in such activity. So uh, tell us you guys' your involvement and where do you stand with this. We'll start with Lindsay. Okay. Um, So I have known Rob for a little over a year and saw last year that he was going to start the Barbell Saves Project. Asked him what it was and he told me about it. And I said, hey, that's really cool. You should get ASU involved with it. Uh, You should make a study out of it because I'm an instructor at ASU. And so he said, that sounds great. I don't know what that means, but let's do it. So from there, um, I, I have my master's in social work and I connected Rob with other social workers that I know. Um, so I connected him with Tasha Mendoza, who is the director of the Center for Applied Behavioral Health Policy, which is um, inside the School of Social Work at ASU. Um, and she's now the board president. Um, wow. Yeah, so it's... It getting helped. some big people involved with this, which sounds like it can only help the project even more. Yeah, we have, we have, we have a fantastic board. Um, I'm very lucky. I know a lot of really great people. So we got him involved with another licensed clinical social worker and, you know, a bunch of other people. But um, so I'm in recovery. I've been sober nine years. Um, so this is an issue that's very dear to my heart. Um, so when he told me what he was doing, I, obviously I wanted to help out. So I connected him with all those people. And now we're hoping and fingers crossed yeah um so i've apparently i like school um so i'm back, <laughs> i'm back in school um and my hope is to earn my phd and do my dissertation on the outcomes of using community-based fitness for people who are in recovery from substance use that's awesome so basically this project is is turning into this really huge community event and this is only coming out of a good place across the uru um that that all these people are on board and obviously they struggle with the same issue with 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 addiction so i mean uh, the more people that can help with this issue is is the better i mean it's almost like now this mushroom cloud of effect on people and and i could only see it getting better from here but and then you get to add the component of research and just to see how effective this is yeah. in the long term. And My CrossFit brain is thinking like measurable, observable data. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we, we love that. Like we love seeing our times like six months ago to compare to now. Like why wouldn't we do that with this as well? So numbers driven data is always good. Uh, I know there's still a lot of variables that we're trying to figure out exactly what you want to do with that. And we won't press you on that. But, Thank you. <laughs> but just the fact that you're involved and ASU is getting on board is, is huge. Uh, ha- does ASU have any history with doing things like this? Or is this something kind of new for them? Or like, tell us what you know. 
Um, well, the Center for Applied Behavioral Health Policy is very engaged in the community. They're actually located inside the Westward Ho in downtown Phoenix. The Westward what? It's an old hotel called oh. Westward, Westward Ho. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Not, <laughs> not from here. Sorry. All right. Onward. Yeah. No, it's, like, <laughs> it's not that kind of thing. You're not thinking the right thing. No, hey, but it's literally the name. I know Tempe name. gets down, but I didn't know it was like <laughs> it's that. It's downtown Phoenix, man. No, this is downtown Phoenix. Oh, okay, never mind. Even better? Old yeah. city. Yeah, so they, um, so that center already is very involved in the community. And the School of Social Work, obviously, by nature of what we do, is involved in the community. So there's a lot of different activities that we do. But the whole point is to bridge academia and research to the real world. Because what does it matter if we know how these things work if we're not actually giving back to the community? Mm-hmm. So that's the whole point. I get, I'm, I mean, I know you pretty well. Uh, we've met a couple of times, Lindsay, and, and I know that you really are passionate about exercise. Oh, and yeah. You're super passionate about helping people as well. So this is almost like two worlds colliding for you, and I only see good things happening going forward with this. So, uh, hell yeah. So keep going. Keep fighting the good fight. And I know that Lindsay is, wasn't planning to be on this podcast, but now she is. And Yeah, we stole her. She was going to go read a book yeah. in her car. Yeah. <laughs> it was. She was going to, uh, like, you know, talk to all her pet cats. That's okay. so, it's, so it's interesting. So I've do, been doing CrossFit for a while now, and where I started was in England, and the person who opened that box is in recovery. Oh, wow. And there were a lot of people who um, we knew from AA that went to CrossFit, and then I lived in Mexico for a while, and there were people who had issues with substance use, and they were going to CrossFit, mm. and then coming here and finding the people here, and I just see the connection all over the world between people with issues with substance use. I feel like this universe telling you that you need to help those people. Yeah. yeah. So that's why when I saw what Rob was doing, I said, tell me more. Yeah. How high, how high to jump for yeah, sure. Exactly. Well, I feel like, I mean, this is cool for you and I hope you all the best. And, and if you have to run, you can run now. I do have to go read about the philosophy of science. And right feed now. her 12 cats. That's, but what, I, that's what I was going to do, but I guess I won't. So <laughs> Lindsay, thank you. Yes. Thank you. So we're going to move over to you, Amber. Uh, just like we did with Lindsay, why don't you tell us about how you, you're involved with Barbell Saves and uh, any of the history on, on that front? Sure. Um, so I work at Community Medical Services, which is a community, community partner with Rob for Barbell Saves. And so that's how I heard about it. Um, I will be sober for three and a half years coming up in December. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, And I've just been uh, working out here three days a week now since he started it, and I absolutely love it. Is it amazing? It is amazing. I didn't know I liked working out. (laughs) Did you come from an exercise background at all? Not at all. No. I mean, I played sports in high school, but haven't played sports since high school. Are you from Phoenix? I'm I'm a Phoenician, born and raised. What sports did you play in high school? Basketball. Nice. I was going to say basketball or volleyball. She's tall. I was a ballaholic back in my day, too. (laughs) I was a basketball player as well. Wow, yeah. that one missed. I've heard about I've heard about <laughs> your games. Yeah, and how rough they were back in. Well, yeah, I grew up in a, a place, West Columbia, South Carolina, was predominantly um, a lot of African American okay. people. So I was the only white guy on a lot of my basketball team. So yeah, you can imagine I was cousin Riley for mm-hmm. that was okay. my big nickname back in the day. But <laughs> point but, guard. Yes, yeah, I was the shortest one uh-huh. and the the lightest skin. So mm-hmm. it was great. It was nice. a great time. Uh, but let's talk about kind of, if you don't mind, let's talk about your battle with addiction. Like how did we talked about earlier is we always had that one friend that we can point back to that led us to this, like kind of take us on your journey if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mine wasn't necessarily a friend, but, um, how I grew up, I, I grew up, I come from a long line of addicts and I, I, 
pretty much just owned it. By high school, I was using already, and um, my justification was always that it was in my blood. Mm. So I was just going to be the best addict I could be. Um, everyone in my family was addicted to something. Birthdays, holidays, those were reasons to party. Those were reasons to get hammered. Yeah. So um, going camping, anything, no matter what the occasion was, everyone was just messed up. So um, coming out of high school, which I, I was surprised I made it out of high school, um, I was, Congratulations. thank you. <laughs> yeah. Small victories. <laughs> yes. To the little ones. Um, I, I just, uh, ended up being a full fledged addict, um, and, and just left a, a road of destruction behind me from then on. Um, I used any and every drug there was alcohol. Um, I wasn't the best mom, of course, when I had my son in 2003, and um, by the time I was in my 30s, I had already progressed into heroin, which came from a, a pill addiction. So um, in 2015, I went to rehab. When I got out of rehab, I found out that I had osteomyelitis in my spine, wow. which I had um, acquired through intravenous drug use. So what I is was, that exactly? Because yeah. I'm not sure. Sounds it's like a, a bone problem, It's obviously. an infection in your bone. So my, my vertebrae were inflamed and infected. Okay. Yeah. Um, is, is it, I mean, you can, you can cure that or like fix it or? I didn't know how serious it was until hindsight. Mm -hmm. um, I, I did later go to school uh, for medical billing. So in school, when they had talked about osteomyelitis and um patients that uh, the teachers had worked with face-to-face -face, um it's common in limbs and most people lose those limbs mm. that they have had that in so I was very very blessed to come out of that um I was in a wheelchair for a while I couldn't walk I had to get a pick line and um, give myself two antibiotic infusions twice a day wow. and I did that for six weeks like and you, like in your chest, the pick line up here in your heart? In my your arm. Heart? Yeah, oh, it, okay. it goes in your arm and then into your into your chest. I've heard those are very dangerous. You know, don't watch a YouTube video before you get one done. <laughs> yeah. I was terrified. It actually wasn't as bad getting it in as I, I had expected it to. You had to be careful with infections um, and stuff every time you put something in, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then, of course, they, they were afraid that I was going to use it for illegal drug mm. use. So I had a nurse that was at my house every at least once or twice a week drug testing me and um, all that good stuff. But um, with that came extreme pain. So back on the pain pills. And um, from there, I, I didn't know what to do. I couldn't get off of them. And the best thing that ever happened to me was um, in 2016, my mom kicked me out and I was homeless for about a year. And wow. that was my rock bottom. Wow. Here in Phoenix. Here homeless. in Phoenix. Homeless. Wow. Yeah. So what'd you do next? Um, I, my mom actually came and picked me up off the streets wow. and, um, she brought me a letter that she and my son had, had written to me and, um, I didn't know I was allowed to come home. And, and I, I remember thinking as we were nearing Christmas, like I need to get home before Christmas. I need to be with my baby. Mm. And, um, uh, my mom came and read me that letter December 14th. And I went home, and I've been sober ever since. Wow. wow. Congratulations. That's Thank a big you. congratulations. Yes, that one's huge. So when you, when you came home, coming off the streets, you were like you were on drugs then. And then when you got home, that's when it started. Like, you didn't clean up beforehand, then come home. Like, you just, she picked you up off the streets. Came home, cold turkeyed everything. Wow. Um, yeah. Were you still in a wheel, wheelchair at that time, or were you past the wheelchair stage? I was past that. Oh, yeah, right. I was okay. past that. I was up and, and running the streets. and Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had completely um, moved past the osteomyelitis and healed yeah. from that. 
Um, There was no like rehabilitation program or like you didn't go to rehab or anything like that? Um, I did in 2015, but the second time around, I found Jesus. Wow. Powerful stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best kind of rehab. Yes, absolutely. That's awesome. And how old is your son now? 16. 16. 16, yeah. Wow. It doesn't get easier. He's a a grown up. He's not a kid anymore. I'm pretty sure he's raising me at this point. Wow. Well, no, that's what it takes. (laughs) It takes a village to raise people, I guess. I'd love to hear more of that story because my background, as you heard, if you listened to Rob's episode, was uh, my dad's a pastor. So you want to talk about that at all? Jesus? Yeah. I always want to talk about Jesus. Do it. (laughs) Let's do it. He's my everything. Yeah. um, I I just knew this time around coming home, um, I was a little prideful and and I wasn't going to go back to rehab. Mm. Um, And at first I was like, I can do this. And, And then it just dawned on me like, there, I can't do this alone. My way never works. All I do is mess things up. So I had started going to church. Um, and I was going alone and, um, the guy that I had been dating at the time who I was running the streets with, I thought we were getting sober Mm. and we weren't. And, um, he would meet me at church. And one morning he met me at church. We got there a little bit early. We went to the McDonald's CE. And when we were there, uh, a rig, a syringe fell out of his pocket and I was devastated. And I remember, um, I wasn't going to go into church. We were on the side of the road. We were fighting. And I looked down at the sidewalk, and on the sidewalk, it said, I'm rebuilding the life that heroin tore apart. I didn't write that. I'm not rebuilding my life. I know that, that God's the one doing all the work. So I went into um, that church that day and gave my life to Jesus. And wow. I live for the Lord now. And that's, that's awesome. far more fulfilling than living for myself. Like someone just wrote that with sidewalk chalk? What? I think so. It was pretty permanent. It wasn't chalk because I've gone back and revisited it. Um, two years Whoa. later, and it was still there. I have a picture of it on my phone. What are the odds? I want to see that picture. We'll definitely put that up on the. On okay. the yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen by chance, right? No, no, no there are no coincidences. Where is that? Just out of curiosity. Forty uh, Third Avenue in Thunderbird. What church is that? Pure Heart is okay. the one that I was going to before. Yeah. yeah well, mm-hmm. Cool. That's amazing. Yeah. But that sounds like a movie story, right? Can we put you in a movie? No, Are we I, producers? I'm okay yeah, who, right who, now who? because there's no camera. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> who would play you in a movie? Who if, would play me like in a movie? Like if Hollywood adopted that story into a movie, who would play you? Who would you want to play you? That's a good one. Jennifer good Aniston. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she, totally. She aged gracefully. Yeah. She's I pick cute. her to play me too. Yeah, right? me too. I want her to play me <laughs> and all of my kids and my wife. That too. Yes. I feel like she's timeless, so that's perfect. Yes. I feel like she could play Michael pretty well, though. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. We're veering wildly off course here. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston is me. I don't know. The, well, you, when you say Jennifer Aniston, everything goes by the wayside. But, yeah. like, so you found you found Jesus. Mm-hmm. And has it been all puppies and rainbows since then? Oh, no. Have you? No, every day isn't good, but mm. God is good every day. Um, I w- uh, had this misconception early in sobriety that oh, I'm, I'm sober. Everything's going to be great now. No, I'm not numb anymore, so I have feelings, and yeah. now I have to learn how to deal with these feelings. Yeah. You know? Um, and all the reasons that I would use in the first place. What was I trying to fill up? What was I trying to cover up? What hole was I trying to fill? So not being numb, um, but having Jesus to turn to, and now CrossFit yeah. is life-changing. I've always said, uh, since I have a background in church, I feel like churches and CrossFit gyms are 
so identical in so many different ways. It, it, it's so hilarious. Like I'd like to, I should do an episode on that. We need sometime. it, dude. We need It'd it. It'd be so fun. But yeah, I, I see how the two correlate and how they tie in. You know, one deals with more of your spiritual side. One is more your physical side. And I think mm-hmm. that they're very similar in that way. So. Absolutely. Sometimes I feel like CrossFit is my church. Like it helps me like every day be here who I need to be. And when two or more are gathered. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I know it too well. So you've been doing CrossFit for, you said three years now? No, three months. Three months. Two months. Two sober months. Sober, almost three years. Oh, no yeah, sober three sober years. three years. CrossFit for two months. Two months. Yeah, so yeah. she's the initial group that's mm-hmm. started with the Barbara Saves uh, project. What yes. can you do now that you couldn't do two months ago? Oh, my God. Say she's doing CrossFit. Yeah. I know. Oh. I'm just saying in CrossFit. <laughs> Boom. Because um, I've been doing CrossFit for almost three years, and I still tell, can't do a pull-up. She's so. doing the damn thing. I can't either. I can't either. But um, I instead of ring rows, I can do assisted pull-ups now. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. So what it. has been your favorite uh, movement of CrossFit since you started? Like, um, What do you enjoy the most, yeah. and then what do you enjoy the least? Okay. Um, I least enjoy wall ball because Rob picks my ball and he always <laughs> makes it heavier. So well, that's what a good coach does. <laughs> he right. pushes and he guides and, I, mm. and I'm very blessed. Um, I think my favorite thing is just learning and, and weights. I've always been terrified of weights mm. and not knowing. How, yeah, you know, with having back problems and, and injuries, um, I've never in my life touched or picked up weights. Yeah. So just, just learning anything how, with weights. How has your body felt? Have you been sore? Have you been like... Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. I always yes, tell people you sore. don't get used to... Uh, you just get used to being sore. Like you yeah. just like, oh, that's permanent I now. love workout sore though. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't gotten used to the upper body though because mm. anytime I, I was athletic or working out, it's always been legs because yeah. that's easy. Anyone can just get yeah. on a machine and do legs or whatever. But when my upper body's sore, I can't get comfortable at night mm. i don't know what to do it's weird yeah when you go to, well when you're in a tough workout uh let's say it's wall balls and it's something you already don't like a lot what is the mantra you're saying into your head what's your internal dialogue when you're in a hard workout honestly i'm pr- praying the whole time i'm talking <laughs> to jesus and i need you i need you usually my eyes are closed um typically it's when i'm on a on the bike or the mm. rower and i can't watch the numbers because mm. it'll just take longer to I'm get on that to the too. goal i don't like to look at the screen nope i gotta close my eyes and just pray <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i'm there too I go, I go to like uh people i just i just did a triathlon in tempe a couple weekends ago and they two people that were there they they saw me getting out of the water and they're like yeah we said hello to you we said hey we were waving to you and they were like you didn't even look at us like i was like because i was out of my body like i was in a deep dark place with with everyone that that i was like i was out of body experience i'm sorry i didn't mean to be rude but it's like i cut it all off don't die don't die exactly yeah (laughs) it's very narrow uh, Uh tunnel vision uh um have you have you really enjoyed being around people that like to work out like how is this community been to you amazing so my son boxes at the gym next door so for a couple years now i've sat in my car behind here watching my son work out and watching these crazy people pulling weights and (laughs) plays and running in the heat and just thinking i could never do that stuff i had just labeled myself weak and fragile and old so to be in here now is it trips me out. I'm gonna we're gonna have to follow up with you in like six more months because this like confidence level you have here is going to go like through mm-hmm. the roof here. You're gonna be like, oh yeah, I could do what they were doing this whole time. Right, I'm gonna be doing pull ups. Yeah, what months. it what it does like what CrossFit does for people, just their mindset and like their ability to think that they can like 
CrossFit lets people think that they can do what they have never done, uh-huh. which oh, I yeah. think is like if you empower someone in that way, like the sky's the limit. Like like Rob said, you can do anything that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's amazing. I mean, Michael, can you definitely speak to that? Yeah, and I think what I love the most about it is it's not something that you prescribe for yourself to do. Because if you set your own goals, you're not going to generally set them very high. Um, Just this past weekend, I got to work out with the uh, bomb squad with you guys. And uh, talk about a mind-blowing experience. You know, (laughs) it was so hard. But what CrossFit does is someone else is saying, here's the goal you need to reach. And in the middle of it, you don't think you can reach it. But the community's there, the coach is there, and they push you to go further than you thought you would. Whereas if you're just by yourself in a gym on a stupid elliptical machine, you're going to be like, eh, I said 45 minutes, but 10 minutes is good for me. That's, that was me. <laughs> yeah. The human mind and the human body are capable of so much more. We limit ourselves. Like We put governors on what we think is possible. We put governors on where we think our body can go. Like We do that all to ourselves. Like, And Labels. I think this, this takes the top off of that. Like, mm-hmm. like oh, well, I could do wall balls. Well, I could probably do that too. Oh, well, I could probably do that too. And it just leads to a, a long list of things that, yeah, I know I can do that now. Right. right. Absolutely. Sky's the limit. I love it. Yeah. So let's talk about you now have come full circle with CMS. Yes. So tell me your involvement with CMS and then tell me their involvement with the Barbell Studies Project. Um, so I started working at CMS in July. Um, and I'm currently working at the front desk at, at yeah. one of the biggest locations they have. Um, I love my job. I get to <laughs> I get to talk to people. I love people. Mm. So, um, and I hope to soon be working as a peer support specialist. So, That's awesome. Yeah, and what that would look like is um, going to hospitals, picking up clients, bringing them to intake to um, begin treatment, picking up people who are jail releases to intake to begin treatment, um, and. I got hired on there. I have a friend who works there who's worked there for almost a year. Mm -hmm. And just hearing him talk about how passionate he is about his job and helping people. um, Yeah. Yeah, it's, I wanted it. (laughs) So CMS, tell me what they do. Um, CMS is a um, medication-assisted treatment facility outpatient for opioid use disorder. Okay. So anyone looking to get off opiates, we can help. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So what a what a story. Jennifer Aniston would have a tough role of playing it. I know. Being addicted to opiates. Opiates? Heroin? Like I loved all the drugs. Yeah, so she was a thing. She was a dr- like, <laughs> yeah. You're now coming full circle to working to help people get off of it. So Absolutely. like what a story. Mm-hmm. I did see this news story a little while ago about what's happening in Seattle with the drug use and the homelessness and stuff. And one of the things Seattle's not doing a good job with what they're doing there to combat that, but they also the other side of that story was I think there was a place in Connecticut that was doing exactly the same type of thing you're doing where people would come in, they'd get their dose of is it methadone? Is that what what it methadone, is? Methadone, suboxone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that that's what gets people slowly taken off of the rest of the drugs that they're they're on, yes. and uh, they become they plug them into jobs and into different things in society. So I'm happy to know that we have that kind of stuff happening here because I was like, Seattle doesn't have it, Connecticut does have it. I'm glad to know Phoenix has it too. Yes. So yeah. yeah, I mean anything that can help, man. Like anything that's going to help someone try to change their life, I'm all I'm all about it. So you're fighting the good fight, and you're on the front lines. Yes. So I always talk about like what I what. What I do as a coach is I'm on the front lines of like trying to save people physically. Like you're and you're in another you're on like the other side of the earth on the other side of the battlefront trying to save people in another direction. So we're all fighting the same fight. I just Amen. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, has it been rewarding? Like, do you feel like you feel like you're helping people? 
Absolutely. Uh. Oh, yeah, absolutely. One of my um, favorite parts about my job is celebrating achievements with people, um, whether it's a, a job interview coming up or one that they've already completed, a job that they got. Um, I have clients that will walk in and, you know, will celebrate what day sober it is for them, whether it's 20 or two years. Yeah. You know, so that's amazing mm-hmm. to, to share that with someone is, is huge. Oh, it is. Um, so what time do you normally come work out? Um, I work out from 1230 to 130. So the hottest part of the day, the hottest part of the day. <laughs> yeah. And, and if it's under a hundred degrees, we're running outside. Yes. Yes. That's <laughs> a, really, that's, well, it, it's that's been relatively benchmark. cooler lately. Like it, it has, has been the last week or so. two. I'm, I'm saying, I think I'm saying it too soon, but like it, it has been not 110. So we're headed in the right direction. Don't you think? Watch your mouth. Okay. Sorry. You're going to jinx soon. it, man. Too soon. Well, when I first, I've only lived here two years. So they said the, like kind of the, the, the third, the third summer is the best. Like you is start it? to get used well, to it. Well, I mean, I love the second summer. I love the first summer. But they said oh, it starts getting cooler at Halloween. And where I'm from, you're already bundled, bundled up, up by Halloween. And you're up to like maybe just your face. Like, but, but I got here and there's people wearing shorts and shirts in January. So I don't know. Weather is, weather's crazy here. It is. But I love it. I do love it. Yeah. You're lucky to be Phoenicians. Yeah, I'm not. Well, Utahns. A Uton, yeah. Is that the word? Oh, is that what they're called? I, yeah. have, I, have, Phoenix, I've never heard that. I have Phoenix blood now. Well, I'm a South Carolinian. That sounds Carolinian. cool. Carolinian. Yeah. All right. I like that. <laughs> so with Barbell Saves, do you have anybody that you um, that you know personally that was in that's in that program? Like a friend of yours that maybe has come out of addiction or somebody that has come through your your company? That, that kind oh, of yeah. This okay. is Give yeah, a shot. This is my, my best friend um, and my roommate. Oh, she hell yeah. had just had her 15-year sobriety date. 15 years. Wow. 15 no years. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So when I, um, the first week, actually it was probably only this, after like two times of coming here to work out, I thought that it was just limited to CMS employees and clients. Mm. So when they said anyone in recovery, I went home and I was like, sister, guess yeah. what? You're so you, coming oh, to work yeah. out with me. So you've That's been awesome. coming too. You're loving it? See, we gotta get we gotta get another mic out. It's just right we, there. It's already on. Another mic. Come on. You want to come talk? Come on, come on over. Yeah. Might as well. <laughs> Headphones are ready. Microphones ready. Why not? Yeah. You thought you were just coming to watch for moral support. <laughs> moral support. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. We, now we we're love back good in. CrossFit stories. Yes. All right. Briefly introduce yourself for the for the thousands and thousands of people that listen to this. I'm Kathleen. Kathleen. I'm her best friend. Yes. I'm Kathleen Welcher. Well, she just introduced, uh, kind of referenced you as sister, so that's pretty yes, badass. it is. So how did you guys come in contact? We were both volunteering for a homeless program. Okay. We were both in recovery, helping um, homeless, people who were experiencing homeless mm. in, um, at First Christian Church. So we would feed them and house them on Thursday night. So y'all are what I'm going to like to call sober sisters here. Sober sisters. We're, we're, we're definitely... Jesus tri- sisters. Yeah, Jerry marking that sober sisters. Yeah, yep. so... But cool. And we hit it off right away. She's like, my sister Sunshine, she's so positive. And, you know, I've, I I've have this 15 years, and she mm-hmm. had two, and everything was really exciting for her and I was kind of going through a hard time with my mom was mm. dying and so like it's just it's just been amazing well so. the universe provides they give seriously. you everything that you're ready seriously. to handle so yeah. did you when when you first met her were you just starting to get sober or were you been sober a while I had um I was just coming up on my first year okay so mm-hmm. like you I mean after I mean I don't I don't know but I, I guarantee you there's people that come into your life 
that you that kind of help you oh that, absolutely that are like to solidify your sobriety like they're like oh okay I'm, i need to help her so and yeah, it gives there hope when you see someone so at the time she was just coming up on her 13th year mm. and you see someone that has has done it it's possible for this long yeah. and it's worked and you're still sober it, it gives hope so i come from a family of addiction on both sides uh alcoholics on both sides of my family so i i know like you like you described earlier like it's in the family like it's in my genetics Mm -hmm. so i steer clear i don't i I really don't do any of the dark arts as i like to call it um i stay away um but like do you think do you think that Addic- like, do you think addiction is genetic? Do you think that that plays a role in it? Like, do you think it's nature versus nurture? Or like, what are your thoughts on how addiction plays a role in people's lives? I, I really do think it's genetic. Mm. I do. Um, and then uh, just my upbringing. I was, I was enabled my whole life. Mm. And every time. So maybe a bit of both. Yeah. I, yeah. Both. Um, and it makes me fear for my son, you know, because his dad is also an addict. Mm recovery so yeah yeah i feel like there's not one or the other like um i need to celebrate recovery i'm a care pastor for first christian church like this is my life i don't feel like there's one or the other i feel like it's trauma based i feel like we all have trauma in our lives and then sometimes that's nurture on how you deal with that trauma Mm -hmm. so i think there's a little bit of both but that's just my thought yeah, no, I think it's it's something that I feel like everyone struggles with. Like, they're addicted to, like we talked about in the last episode, it's like everyone has their vice. Mm-hmm. And every th- everybody has that thing that they struggle with. And and the more that we can show compassion to people that do struggle with that, the, the earth, the planet would be a better place if we understood, uh, understood that, of, of how we're all wired. Well, yeah. if I bring this back to this CrossFit thing, mm-hmm. I'm 15 years sober and, you know, I'm, I'm getting it. I'm doing it. Like, oh, yeah. like it's good. You know, like, What's I'm rocking it. What's your favorite movement so far? <laughs> What's that? What's your favorite movement so far? Movement? Well, this one. Like, no, I, no, no, no. <laughs> like the movement, like the gym, oh, the workouts. Okay. The CrossFit movement. Yeah. I, anything ab. Because okay. I feel like superwoman when, when I'm like <laughs> yeah. strong in the core. So anything core. Yes. And I feel like th- my mind was getting to me. My mom passed away May 31st. Mm-hmm. I think I was coming to a slump in my sobriety. Like, you know, this came along, universe surprise, provides, right? You know, God was there. And this has been amazing for me. Like, my, seriously, like, I came in here, (laughs) like, they're like, what's up? How are you doing? And I was like, I'm right, I'm right. Like, to six, nine, 12 CrossFits later, I'm like, monster. I'm like, let's go, let's go, okay, I'm there, you know what I mean? It's like that for everyone. Like, I, like, Michael, I still do that. Like, now I've been doing CrossFit for like six years now, and I'm still like that. I'm like, yeah, we get to work out. (laughs) Turn the music on. Like, I I still get that excited. So, anything that sets you on fire like that's got to be a good thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. um, Well, yeah, dude, that's awesome. I'm so happy for you guys, and, and for me to be to see this kind of like happiness that it's bringing you just like makes me want to go back to my gym across town and be like, like coach people more. Like, cause if it, if I can light two people on fire that you guys are so motivated to do, like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what would you say since you are both former addicts and what would you, what would you say if someone's listening right now to this episode and you know, maybe, maybe they are in CrossFit, maybe they're not, but they are struggling, struggling with an addiction of some sort. What's, What's the first step? Uh, you know, Rob talked about honesty. Honesty was his thing that he thought people needed to get. What What do you say is the, the most important thing that someone needs to hear who might be in a situation where you were? 
recovery is possible. Ex- accept help. Um, humble yourself. Don't don't be prideful about it. We can't do this alone, and it gets easier. Every day it gets easier. Hell yeah. Don't say it any better than that. Perfect. What about you? Same thing. What do you want? I would say, I would start with where you're not alone. And mm-hmm. I think exercise is really, if, let's say you're a long time sober. Okay, mm-hmm. so there are those that are probably listening who maybe have trouble with addiction. Okay, that's one thing. But then there are also a, a lot of us who have a lot of time in recovery. And, you know, 12 steps even sometimes push sugar mm-hmm. instead of alcohol. You yeah. know, it just we we're missing the nutrition, the exercise piece, yeah. and I feel like maybe there needs to be a thirteenth step. A thir- well, yeah, no, <laughs> we will call it some different. Oh, okay, okay. You're like, damn, I was done with those yeah. steps, man. I'm not going back. Twelve is a lot of right. Yeah, right. Let's do three B or something. Like that. <laughs> anyway, so I was just like, yeah, no, I'm like community. Yeah community well they did uh there's like scientific research that say people live longer when they're in a group of people like you live longer when there's people together like they'll keep you they'll keep you on the right path and they'll keep you alive so i mean when you have people in the the same mind frame and same mindset like go with that like that is that is good when it's when it's positive you know when it's positive and it's and it's important to find that group that is positive on you and and if you're not in that group you need to separate yourself out of it. Like, I feel like that, that's a big determining point when you look around and, like, the, the three people around you, like, what are they doing? Like, you're, you are your company or, like, there's, a, oh, there's yeah. a saying like that or, like, I don't know, you're the sum of the, your three best friends or something like that. I don't know. I've read too many bumper stickers. Well, and I have a story about that. I was four years sober. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm sitting there smoking a cigarette, drinking coffee with guys playing guitars and we're all sitting I was like this is no different than the bar Mm. like it's just minus the alcohol you know so you know we weren't feeling good we were smoking we were drinking our coffee you know staying up till two doing the same old things Mm. and I feel like um, that just supports what you just said yeah mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta get with the right group of people i think mm-hmm. no i love this i Dude, love this has been uh, this has been great yeah <laughs> try not to say that for it on, on tv anymore come on man <laughs> anymore I, I'm, yeah i felt a few slip yeah. in my day but recovery is possible <laughs> <laughs> now we gotta keep that up oh, so get cut, but it is i'm gonna use that every time you say the f word <laughs> is the f I'll word bad it. though is it why you why do you feel bad about it i don't what that's word my is, problem, though. What word, what word is bad to you? Oh, uh, we go. That's, okay, that's a whole other episode. When you have a six-year-old kid, mm. tell me if. Well, it's I close. learned to cuss from my mother, so, so there's did that. I. Ooh. So did I. Mama Kilbride, don't hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> well, luckily, she's. She's in. like, damn it! You better tell him the right story. <laughs> well, that's my thing too. I've got an eleven-year-old at home, so I'm not going to be dropping the f-bomb at home. Well, I did. I realized one of the, the phasers. Because I used to all the time. They have a group listening party to the for the podcast now, so I'll do it for the phasers. If they're sitting around, this is a family that comes to our gym. The three, like four kids, five kids. How many? Four. A lot. Four. Yeah. Four. <laughs> yes. Two they boys, have two girls. Children. Yeah, and they listen to the podcast all together. So do it for them. I'll, there you go. I solemnly swear from this date forward to. Uh, to try not, my hardest to not. <laughs> yes. It's good. Yes. I like For that. the phasers. Um, ladies, I think we, we did something, like, we ended pretty well. I think Miguel nailed it on the head. But if you want to give it one more shot, like, what do you think people need to hear? Recovery is possible. Yeah. You're not alone. Okay. You, yeah. You, it, Perfect. You got to do this together. Come yeah. together. Community is so important. What I'd like to do is, like, maybe circle back. Like, we need to revisit, like, the Barbara Saves Project in, like, six, nine months, maybe. Like, we'll do a revisit and make sure you two are here with us. Oh, yeah. yeah. Perfect. 
Hell, you're gonna have yeah. pull-ups. You're gonna have everything. You're gonna be then. doing abs. You're gonna have abs of steel by then. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> All right. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for joining us. Thank you.